she don't like no South Queensland crushers and she don't like playing for two kinds of Broncos so throw down your guns don't be still wretchless throw down your guns don't be still wretchless throw down your guns don't be still wretchless throw down your guns don't be still Progressive Rugby League Progressive Rugby League time again. The slug being a little too loud. Um, welcome. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you could join us. If you haven't listened to this before, and even if you have, I'm going to tell you again. This is the Progressive Rugby League podcast. We look at rugby league from a progressive standpoint and try and encourage others to do the same. Joining me to do that are Progressive Rugby League experts, Jono. What a pleasure. Great to be back. And Big Al. Welcome. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you referring to both of us as experts. It's not often I get, get labelled an expert. And mm. it's, to be frank, it's not really a label I'm comfortable with. We're more likely dilettantes, you know, the amateurs who uh, give it a crack. Well, look, I, I, I just feel that's how I feel in your presence, guys, and I think... Oh, we'll definitely take it. Yeah, and, and uh, that's how much I believe in the message we're trying to spread yeah. and how strongly you believe it and how much you know about it. Let's, let's just get it out there. And people, <laughs> if you're not spreading the word, you know, <laughs> 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 what's going on? Anyway, I've crapped on a little too long. Let's get into the round reflections, as we like to do at the start of the show. Who's ready? I'll take this one. Fellas, uh, I don't know if I've kept you up to date with recent recent goings-ons in my life. Yesterday, Mm. a little piece of me died. Oh, just a small, small sliver. Right, I'm, I'm was, nervous. It was all due to the events that transpired at one famous Leichhardt Oval on a Sunday afternoon, where the stage was set for quite possibly one of the greatest games in West Tigers history. Mm, what and a beautiful it, day! It was a beautiful day. Yep. I mean, so for those that don't that don't know, the Leichhardt Oval was officially sold out. So. They've, in, in terms of, um, because of safety concerns, they've reduced the official capacity to 17,000. Yeah. The announced crowd was 16,983 or something. They sold 17,000 tickets for it. It was packed. This yeah. thing was absolutely packed. The hill was, it looked magnificent. Yeah. It was a beautiful, crisp, clear Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. So mm-hmm. that means that it, the game ends before it starts getting that nasty winter, you know, post-5 yeah. p.m. chill, chill. chilling yeah. and everything. Enough time to get home and, you know, watch the news and make a spaghetti bolognese, <laughs> whatever you want to do, put the kids to bed, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Not only that, like, just that in itself, it being a fantastic Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval, sold out, would have been enough to, to make this an occasion. But to add to that, of course, Robbie Farrar 
come back. Previous, you know, club captain, yeah. life, lifetime yeah. member of the club, returns for the last half of his last season in professional rugby league in this country anyway. Mm. The stage was set for playing the Titans. Now, I know no disrespect to the Gold Coast Titans, but in terms of if you're ranking teams that you would like your team to prefer your team to play against because you think they'll win, the Titans would be one of those teams. Yes. Like you'd rather they play the Titans than Melbourne or yeah, sure. all of the Roosters or all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you had the Tigers season needing to be turned around. Robbie Farrah coming in. Uh, to a lesser extent, Moses Mbaye being recruited mm. as fullback. Yep. Uh, you've got a sold-out Leichhardt Oval. The season ready to be kick-started. Perfect Sunday afternoon. All that sort of stuff. The, the stage was set and the script was written. And, of course... The Tigers capitulated. They teased us with two really brilliant tries early on in the game. Now after that, they they dished up. Forgive, pardon my French. Crap. Oh, <laughs> they dished up some pretty awful crap because the Titans seemed to just steamroll them right through the middle. Yeah. And then at the very end of the game, and you know what? I'm usually very composed as a fan. Yeah. Uh, I like to make sure I'm always projecting a progressive uh, public front. Yep. I got a bit sweary towards the end as yeah. well. Oh, the God. last the last try I. I lost it. No. I just let out a big, a big, you know, a yeah, big crap, a big, a big, dis, you know, insert displeased remark here. Wow. Uh, anyway, that's unlike you. It is unlike me, but that's how much the occasion got to me. And so I was reading in the in the press today. Robbie Farrell was was saying it was great to come back, but obviously it didn't go to script, and that got me thinking. It did actually go to script because being a lifeline Tigers fan, I I knew. I'm, I'm more upset with myself about this because I knew going into that game that. The Tigers are going to let me down here just because yeah. they don't rise. They, they do they do fantastic things when you're not when you're not looking right. So by accident they'll be brilliant, <laughs> but when you need them to or you expect them to, they'll fail. Why did you build it up so much? Because it was I was I let myself. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> I think I was a dreamer. <laughs> I let myself dream and I convinced myself it's it's this is it. This is the season is going to get kickstarted again. We've got Robbie back. We've got a, you know we've got a, a new fullback. Benji's yeah. going to be back. It, this, you know, this whole thing was the stage was set, and I let myself believe that was that was I should not have done that. I let myself believe. Instead, I need to get back to the habit of distracting my of thinking nothing's going to happen, and then yeah. being pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I think, as well as spreading the message of progressive rugby league, Jono, you've got to spread the message of masochistic fandom. Yeah, that's right. And you've got to get <laughs> Big Al on board with that, so that uh, you know he's uh, quite happy for that. When sort of thing to happen. When your team's horrible, it allows you to claim the moral high ground. There's nothing more satisfying <laughs> that, that, as rugby league. That, I've, I've spent a couple of a good, a good more seasons than I'd like to admit. Actually, knowing that my team has no chance, and actually being like, "That's okay," not expecting anything, and you know, maybe we'll avoid last place, and that'll be good enough. Yeah. Sure. But this season has given me hope, and that's the, you, you, you can't give people hope if you're not gonna if you're just gonna break their hearts. Yeah. And you, that's what happened. You know what, Big Al? I appreciate the sentiment. And I understand what you're going through. But I've got three points. I've got three points. About that game? Well, about what you're telling us right now. Right. Point number one. Winning secondary. Have you forgotten? I mean, we've been through this journey for the last uh, few months. And Big Al, we've been trying to spread the the word over the last few months about the fact that winning is secondary. It's about how you play the game on the field. Were they throwing around? Were they offloading? They scored a couple of beautiful tries. You should have been thrilled about that. That's point number one. Yes, yes. (laughs) Point number two. The fact is, and it's hard for you as a subjective uh, lover of West Tigers to understand that the Tigers team on paper was inferior to the Titans team on paper. So it shouldn't have been that big a surprise because the Titans, they have underperformed so far this year, but they have on paper pretty much an origin forward pack and they've got a number of excellent backs. Okay, so 
and including uh, Ash Taylor, who yeah. is in, in the frame for Origin. So on paper, can, can the Titans are better than the Tigers, right? Can I... T- can I- and three... <laughs> We always we always fall for this, and I'm I'm the same. We always fall for the fact that oh, X team is playing at Y suburban ground. This means they're going to play really well. Yeah. It never happened. Like what, like the Tigers, oh, the Tigers always a... lose at Leichhardt oh, and Campbelltown, not... and the Bulldogs are horrible at Belmore. The, this... the Tigers do always lose at Campbelltown, but Leichhardt they've got a very very good record. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Pretty good. It's mm. 50-50. But at anyway, best. to your second point, on paper the Titans are the better team. You know what I. I when I'm outside of the PRL studios, I have a little wristband that I carry around, and it's got the, the letters WWJD. That stands for What Would Jono Do? <laughs> and whenever I'm feeling down, I have a look, and I think, and it reminds me, okay, how would Jono react to that? And I'll have you know that point you just made. I raised that with yeah. my with my viewing party, my travelling party at the game, when we were all pretty displeased, and okay. I was like, you know what? The Tigers have, on paper, the Tigers have got what? What do we say? A twelfth best, the twelfth best squad. At best, at they're best, the twelfth best, best squad. Twelfth best at best. So, yep. you know, anything twelfth or higher, then it's, right. it's a good season. So, you were know, you looking at that wristband when you're dropping Fs and Cs left, right? Well, no, it was afterwards, and I oh, realised. Right. Wait, this. What, <laughs> I was fist in the air. Oh, yeah, shaking your fist. fist and then you... Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. I'm such a wet blanket. So, so, <laughs> no, got, no, the voice of reason. And you tell you what, if there were more people in this world like you, Jono, <laughs> right. it'd be a much better place. Don't stop. A couple of things from my perspective here. Firstly... Is it difficult to come back if you're Robbie Farrar when you've had the whole big goodbye sitting on the scoreboard mm. moment and then, you know, a year and a bit later you're going, oh, me again, hello yeah. everyone. <laughs> and then, you know, when he retires this time around, what's he going to do? You can't do the scoreboard again. That's, yeah. that's done. It, that's, it's equivalent good. to the, uh, you know, we're in white collar land here. Yeah, it's equivalent to leaving a job, saying like a teary speech to your colleagues, yep. like your voice breaking. You, you claim that you love the uh, office assistant in front of everyone yeah. and knowing that you'll never be back there and then a year later you have to sort of come clear. Yeah. Yeah, Robbie's already, As a 10. As a 10. <laughs> Robbie's already done two of the big farewell things in his career at the Tigers. So when Benji left mm. in 2014 or something... Benji Marshall's last game, they inducted both Benji and Robbie as life members of the club, right. which is something you... Yeah. Which they did for Robbie at the same time because they wanted, like, they wanted to acknowledge that he was just as an important part as Benji was. Sure. <laughs> Um, and he did the like the teary farewell on the scoreboard as well. Both two things that he would have done on his official last game. Yeah. So he's on a so, he's on a teary hat trick. He's, he's <laughs> two. He's on a, on a hat trick now. I think we also need to spare a thought for poor old Moses Embai, mm. who last weekend lost to the Gold Coast <laughs> Titans as a bulldog. <laughs> Moves That's over right. the Tigers and gets thrashed by the Titans again. We, the we, first player ever yeah. to lose two weeks, Titans to a, two, two weeks in a row. We've got to put that out to friend of the show, David Middleton. Like, what's yeah, the record of, of a player that's lost to the same team in consecutive games? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 there can't be more than two. Right? Like, I mean, but you never know. Well, I mean, there, were, there would be instances where you play a team the last game of the season, yeah. and then the first game of the semis, wow. you might play the same team. So, it might be the whole team that loses twice in a row to a team. Yeah, true. Think about it. Oh, yeah, that's less... Oh, uh, I put the wet blanket again on things. Oh, no, no, no. You put a rational, right. logical... <laughs> me getting carried away with my fanciful yeah. dreams of a... Rest yeah. easy, David Middleton. We won't be bugging you this week. I, uh, as I've said before, I do worry about contacting Big Al during a Tigers game. I just don't know. Yeah. You're not sure what you're going to get. Give it a three-hour wide berth, yeah. from my experience. <laughs> three-hour window either side. <laughs> 
no, but before the game, it's, it's all no, fun. Right. Okay. Get, get swept up in the world, with, the, the magical world that I create around me. Jono, stay away from the dark place afterwards. Yes. <laughs> my reflection this week, ladies and gentlemen, once again revolves around my favourite team, besides my beloved Paramount Eels, the Canberra Raiders. You know, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. For the fifth time... Funniest side in the league. Funniest side <laughs> in rugby league. For the fifth time this season, they gave up a lead of at least 14 points. This week, it was 16 points. Yeah. Uh, in, once again, a hilarious fashion. <laughs> and it just reminds me of uh, a quote from the great Jerry Seinfeld. Because I wonder, what, what is it about the Raiders? Is it, I don't think it's a fitness thing. I don't know if it's a mental thing. Maybe they have... Fear of success. Yeah. <laughs> and as Jerry Seinfeld once said, fear of success is one of the new fears I've heard about lately. And I think it's definitely a sign that we're, we're running out of fears. <laughs> the person suffering from fear of success is scraping the bottom of the barrel. Wow. So, look, maybe that's the problem. Does that, does they, that they have a fear encapsulate of the Raiders? I think so. I mean, yeah. what, what else could it be? What, yeah, what on earth a, could it be? It's a great point. Like, what happens? They're, they're, they're obviously stuck. Do you think it just, once they get to a certain point... In, in leading the game do they all just like it's become such a thing now yeah. that it must just be this mental trigger for them all like yeah. oh we're 12 points ahead like better that's, not lose from so here that's five games out of what 15 that's a third of the games they've lost after leading by at least 14 points yeah. that's incredible it is it's, a fear of, it's fear of success and a fear of failure you know what I think and you think you those know, two fears would cancel each other out you think so but yeah. not the Raiders <laughs> what, I've, what I've noticed watching Raiders games and it might just be a flight of fantasy from me. Mm. But I think, you know how, you know, when things happen or, you know, you're trying to get your team fired up, the, you, you, your halves might scream at your, at your team to get them going. There seems to be a, a, an extra dimension of harshness and mm. uh, intensity to the screaming that um, the Raiders do to each other. Yeah. Maybe that's Joey, just me. Joey Leilu is it. Oh, yeah, I was going to he say. He doesn't really big, like yeah. many people, including no. his own But the but, but halves particularly, Blake Austin, right. uh, just just uh, ripping into people if things are going wrong. Yeah, but Blake Austin, he's, he's like trying to rectify the fact that he was on a, he was on a, offered fat money, yeah. rejected it, and it's now worth about half that. <laughs> so he needs a win so badly. <laughs> With every loss, every shaky loss, you know, like you, an extra zero drops off the contract oh, <laughs> poor guy um, but you're right I love a good I love some inter-team yelling yes and it is actually the, the, the Raiders have a history it isn't like the most famous one J- uh, Brett Mullins grabbing uh, Mark McClendon in the in goal oh back yeah they were like, like, each other like yeah. physical yeah yeah I, stuff. I have a fuzzy memory of that yeah, yeah. Mark McClendon and Mark, McFadden one of the mooks yeah and Mullins random mook I haven't been able to shake that since no it's just it's in, it's in their DNA Quickly, my round reflection, fellas. Uh, it made me wonder after watching the last round when we had four games all decided by two points or less. Mm. Not to mention another game that had a three-point difference. How many games have we had so far this season with two points or less difference? Hmm? Uh, 25 is the answer. Oh, all right. Ooh, okay. 25 Ooh, right. games this season where a team's won by two points or less. So that means so far we have an average of more than 1.5 absolute nail biters per round. Now, I wonder how that stacks up. I haven't got the answers. It's, I'm just throwing the, sure. the query out there. I wonder how that stacks up against the last few seasons. Yeah. Because I, I feel that there's been closer games this, this year than maybe the last few seasons, or more closer games. Yeah. But also like how it stacks up against Super Rugby, for okay. example, and the AFL. 
I'm not. I'm not saying teams should win by two points or less in the AFL, but relative Close games, yeah. relative uh, to. Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a great point um, to make. So let's assess how great rugby league is against how terrible every other sport is. This I'm is all for that. Big Al's favourite subject. Yeah, yeah. First yeah. of all, now would you like to talk about why the AFL sucks the most or why Super Rugby sucks the most? Because I've. Well, he's got a thesis on both <laughs> at the ready in his backpack. But I mean, yes, it is true. This season is. Yeah. In terms of television ratings, yes. the rugby league ratings have been basically flat compared to last year, yeah. and the AFLs are about eight percent down yeah. on year on year. I think and it's actually. I think it's more than that, about thirteen percent. Okay, yeah, okay, so they're, they're down substantially. And uh, and it's free to wear is down nine percent, and rugby league is down 08 percent. Sure, I think so. And so basically, people are putting that down to a number of factors, including the way the AFL is being quite defensive this year, but also there has been a lot of blowouts mm. in, in games. So yep. the games are over by half-time and people switch off. And being such a long game, the AFL, that can really affect viewing figures. Yeah. And I'm not sure about rugby. Uh, I think rugby's had a better season this year than they yeah. have in the past. Australian teams in particular have performed slightly better against New Zealand teams, i.e. they've won a couple of games. Uh, but, yeah, it's rugby league. The ratings, I've got no doubt that the closeness of the games have, have meant that. And one of the reasons why... The, the ratings have been solid. Yeah, so Rugby League's done itself a massive coincidental favour mm. this year by having so many good, close games. Definitely helps. While the AFL has not, has had yeah. the opposite. I think it's, it's, it's really nice that... I remember back during the broadcast rights negotiations frenzy, there was always the, the notion that AFL game is much longer, so therefore you can put a whole lot more ads in there so yeah. they can probably get more money. Yeah. And now the length of their game has come back to bite them in the ass. It's too long. <laughs> It's boring and people are switching off. So oh. get out of here. I knew there was trouble asking this question. <laughs> anyway, um, mailbag time. People have questions, people have thoughts. They write into us. We try to answer them. BRL Mailbag. It's the BRL Mailbag. And uh, as we like to do here on the Progressive Rugby League podcast, any correspondence we have in any medium qualifies as BRL Mailbag. Jono, we had some over the weekend. We sure did. Uh, got in touch with uh, one Phil Gus Gould over the weekend. Yes. And I was curious in his, uh, in his thoughts, because we've discussed this in the show in the past, in terms of can teams who play a progressive, entertaining style of football actually win premierships? Yep. And how, how many teams do have a successful record in playing great football and winning comps? So I, I put the, who else would know more than Gus? He's the most knowledgeable man in the game let's face facts whether you like him or not mm-hmm. no one can dispute that he knows a lot about rugby league so put a tweet out there I said Phil we love your thoughts of the premiers since 2000 how many have played a genuinely entertaining brand of rugby league we're thinking West Tigers in 05 and maybe Storm last year to which Phil Gould replied immediately what a nice guy <laughs> yeah a, well, isn't he's, that nice he's, we'd be waiting for it well, absolutely. He's probably got it set to alert every time the PRL tweets at him. Exactly. Uh, he actually said, when I find it, yes, he goes, defence and ball control wins comps. Not all comps, but most of them. And not all teams can win comps just concentrating on these two aspects. 
when highly talented players buy into this philosophy, that's when you get premiership winning teams. So, I mean, he didn't quite answer the question. No, he, he, he don't, don't think he answered question the question at all. And why didn't he leap at the chance to say the 2003 Panthers? Which someone else did. Someone replied saying oh, yeah, that yeah. the 2003 uh, Panthers were an entertaining team. And yeah, I agree with yeah. that. You had Preston Campbell. Yeah. You had the, uh, the Hairbeard Brothers. So that was a fair oh. point from my, whose name, the, the respondent whose name I've forgotten. But he, he actually brought that up. So 03 and 05, and I suggested maybe Storm last year. I thought they were quite entertaining, particularly with their, their wingers, their mm-hmm. thrilling wingers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, but he's basically saying, he's making the point that, you know, defence still wins comps. That's the broad point. So he's basically saying, yes, it is very hard to win comps if you're playing, you know, champagne rugby league. And that's a great challenge. <laughs> is he saying he's not interested in teams playing a, an entertaining brand? Because it's not going to get you where you need to be? Uh, I don't know. Hearing Gus on the commentary, I think he does promote uh, entertaining rugby league In when you think, when you look, read in between the lines of what he's saying in yeah. the commentary. You know, he's all, he, he, he sort of moans at the, the penalty uh, goal situation. Uh, he always prefers to see teams, uh, you know, throwing the ball around, in my opinion. So uh, I think that he's just... Given the reality, given us the reality of the situation at the moment. Mm. So, what was it? Read that quote back again. Defense wins premierships. Defense and ball control wins premierships. Not all comps, but most of them. Mm. And not all teams can win comps just concentrating on these two aspects. When highly talented players buy into this philosophy, that's when you get premiership winning teams. (laughs) So, I mean, there is, and he is basically saying, in between, we've got to read in between the lines with Gus sometimes. He's saying it is possible, but it's bloody hard. Yeah. You know, like yeah. so we've said before, like the Dragons from was it 08 when they won? That was a comp. You know, they they did the the, the basics. You know, good defence, good ball control, boring. Mm. Souths when they won in 2014, that was pretty much similar. Uh, so they're the two keys if you're going to win. If you want the shortest way to winning a premiership, you've got to do those two things right. But we, we care about doing things the hard way, the, the satisfying way. So The Jono way. The John- <laughs> so it's throwing it around, coming up with a philosophy that excites people. And, you know, some teams have come close. I think the Paramount team in 2009, they were very oh, exciting. Well, yeah, they, they were throwing the ball around was, from their own line. All they did was chuck it around. They exactly. didn't have anything else. So I, I think it is possible. And I, I actually gave Gus a follow-up question, yeah. um, which followed Gus's response. Do you think the current rules are such that enterprising teams are in a better position to contend for the comp? We feel like this year, teams need to be more creative to score points, which is a good thing. Mm. To which he responded with something like... Double Gus. Double Gus Double response. Gus. That was just fantastic. will be interesting to watch. Things will get very tight at the end of the year, which was a bit of a like yeah. Twitter way of saying, away. patting me on the head. You've had your time. You had your shot, <laughs> fella. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, look... I think um, well, I think the rules are such this year that the game is a bit slower, so creative teams have to play a bit more ball and score points and yeah. a better position to score points. So I think that's a good thing. But um, yeah, he didn't really get to the crux of what we were going no. there. But look, but appreciate that's okay. Gus getting yeah, back to us. Yeah, thank you, Gus. And uh, Gus, you are now officially yeah. a friend, friend of, of the show. show. <laughs> so now that he's a friend of the show, can we ask Gus to prod Mido to respond to our other things that we've asked him? That's to? right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, one day. Progressive Rugby League. So like gal and me, we like what we see. When it comes to French-Canadian rugby, rugby the teams. teams.
Uh, best one ever. Best one yet, fellas. I like it. I like we're all working on our harmonies, and that's, what's, that's you what got it's it. all about. Some weeks I go low, some weeks I go high. It's pure mood. There's nothing better than when three three fellas just yep. hit that note together and, and the harmony rings throughout the room. So, in a room with baffled people outside, no one. No. <laughs> They're the fans. The fans outside of PRL Studios. I'm not gonna. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Uh, all right, the international update. Let's go. So, Catalan's Dragons. Where do we begin? Mm. For the doom and gloom at the beginning of the season has turned right around because they've just come off another win, wow. forty-four to sixteen against the old Castleford Tigers. Who were in third place heading into that round. Yeah, so... Good performance. I'll tell you what. What this means is uh, Catalans are sitting on 7th on 16 points, which means, bam, right in the middle of Super 8's, ter- Super 8's territory. Mm. Well, so, the top 8, aren't they? Top yeah. 8, yeah, sorry. So uh, they'll be potentially battling it out in the old playoffs, which is really good. But I, just... Sorry? No, sorry, I was going to say, I think I need to do a round reflection on, on how many games in this comp have been won by 30 points or less. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you, where'd you get to the championship? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, boy, howdy. Uh, so let me just put this thing into, into perspective. So the last time these two sides met, Castleford won 41 zip. Wow. So that was right back when Catalans were in the doldrums. And it got me thinking, what's happened to Catalans? Because they've had an amazing, r- remarkable turnaround. And it's all down to one man. Kenny Edwards. No, it's not down to Kenny Edwards. There has been one man that has managed to stave off the unprogressive play and attitude of, of Kenny Edwards. Greg Burn. Josh Drinkwater. Drinkwater. Oh, Drinkwater. Josh Drinkwater. So How can we forget Drinkwater? <laughs> exactly. If you, don't, if you forget him, you're probably going to die. Uh, so Luke Walsh retired mid-season. They brought Josh Drinkwater in from the 24th of April. So before he joined the team, they were two wins from 11 games. Afterwards, they're six from eight. And that's not including the Challenge Cup games which they've obviously won as well because sure. they're still live in the yeah. Challenge Cup. So it got me doing a bit of research on old Josh Drinkwater because he was second string to the uh, dynamic halves pairing of Mitchell Moses and Luke Brooks back in the Tigers days. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so I just went on a, the, um, the press release for the Dragons. I just want to talk a bit about what he's done in his career. So he debuted in 2013 for... Uh, he was a Manly junior. Uh, highest point scorer in the Manly NYC team in his, in his final year, so he did well there. Uh, debuted for the Georgian Award in 2013. Then he went to the Super League, Super League side, London Broncos. Uh, then he moved back to the NRL with the Tigers. Uh, then he joined uh, Championship side Lee, where he spent two seasons. Uh, and then he signed another a new three-year deal with with Lee, who then got relegated. Right. So he went back to Australia and signed for the Western Suburbs Magpies. <laughs> So, reserve grade, yeah. and then went back to uh, join Catalans, where wow. he's obviously he's hard working. He's been around, yeah. and bam, he's found the sweet spot. So he's doing really good things. He's not giving up. That's good on him. I mean, good a lot of players yeah. would have said, you know what, and it's he's not got, working for he's me. He's got a hat trick in that last game, apparently. So he's man of the match, uh, Super League buy of the season. He's he's doing things. It's commendable to have that resilience to to go. Look, I just need to find my best fit. That's right. And it will bring the best out in me. Mm. You can't just go, well, it's not happening for me. I'll retire at the age of 25 or whatever. He had the persistence to find the club that was right for him. Find the part of the world. Maybe Perpignan just speaks to Josh Drinkwater. It is a beautiful part of the world. The south of France. Yeah. Uh, So there you go. So Catalans, I mean... They're doing, they're doing well. So hopefully, Amazing. hopefully, we'll see him get right up to the top and lift that premiership yes. trophy. The Betfred Super League Betfred <laughs> Cup or whatever it's called. Betfred. Betfred. That's, they're, a, they're a bookmaker in England. Right. We don't do sponsorships here. Go on. Uh, edit that out. <laughs> We're not the ABC. Right, so, so let's move on to the championship. So uh, the, it's just another, another round of high score beats 
also other high scores. So <laughs> Toulouse have just beaten Sheffield 46 to 26, and Toronto have defeated Lee 46 to 28. Wow. So uh, and London defeated Batley 38 to 16. So defence is yep. what we say high altitude games there. So defence is just not. Not really happening in the championship at the moment. So uh, then, break- hot, hot conditions in the northern hemisphere. I mean, that obviously plays summer rugby league. Yeah. And apparently, in England over the weekend, it was like good thirty degrees. And really? also in Toronto, it was a steamer. Apparently, it was thirty yeah. odd degrees, high humidity in Toronto. It's a very sticky place wow. in summer. Mm-hmm. So um, you can understand, yeah. especially if you're coming from, you know, the north of England where it's normally not very warm. You go over to Toronto. You, you arrive the day before, probably. And then have to play a game in 35 degree heat, 100 percent humidity. Yeah. And Tough. They're, and they're shooting hot dogs at you at halftime. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. it'd be quite distressing. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so then, looking at the rankings, um, top six, the the top six haven't changed. So we've got Toronto at the top, Toulouse, Featherstone, Halifax, London, and Lee. Um, so number two, from two to six, there's a difference of two points, 28 to 24. Toronto sitting pretty on 35. They're well out in front. Yeah. But just to break out the gap. Uh, seventh place, which is the Batley Bulldogs, are on 14 points. So there's mm. a massive gap yeah. between the bottom half and the top half. How long was the season? When's the finals? Uh, after 23 rounds, that's when the comps split into the top eight. Right. And then the Super 8. Yeah, so super I've heard, I heard them called Super 8s. I've also heard them called Middle 8s. I'm not mm, actually yeah, sure what the terminology is. but Well, I think Super 8s is the, is the name of the concept. Right. And the, the, the Middle 8s is when the bottom of the Super League and the top of yep. the Championship combined as part of the Super 8s. Because maybe there's a, a few other, you know, a few other options we can come up with. Uh, I'm thinking maybe, I don't know, um, the 8s is enough, the uh, <laughs> plates of 8s. Lucky 8s. Uh, uh. The fate of 8. 8 gate. 8 gate. The fate of 8, I like that. Fate of 8, that's yeah, not bad. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, who knows what could happen. <laughs> um, so that closes, that closes out domestic competitions. But moving into internationals. Yes. Uh, so we had some Rugby League World Cup 2021 qualifying matches going in over the weekend. So uh, the Ukraine has defeated Malta 34-22. to So that... Uh, away from home. Away from home. No, that was played in the Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. As far as I know. Unless my sources are incorrect. Anyway. Uh, but that extends Ukraine's winning run to seven games now. So uh, they're in a bit of a, a purple patch, as we say. Work. Uh, so there's still a couple of games to go in the European Conference C South. Uh, we've still got Ukraine to play Greece in September, in uh, both games in September. So Ukraine to play Greece and Greece to also play Malta. Fantastic. So there you go. Wow. Uh, and in Eurogroup C North, uh, there's a couple of games uh, scheduled. So we've got Germany versus the Czech Republic, Netherlands versus Germany, Netherlands versus Sweden, mm. and uh, Norway versus Germany still to come. So stay tuned. Plenty of updates. Nice. And I also heard over the weekend that we, we spoke about this game a few weeks ago, Hungary versus Ireland. Ireland got on top of the, uh, the Hungarian team. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Wow. Another rugby link to international over the weekend. Well done, Al. Oh, there's more to come. Oh, so I remember. Me. I'm pretty sure somebody named the Slug put in a request for some Jamaican rugby league updates. You bet he did. That's about right. <laughs> so, uh, the Jamaican rugby league is it's in its 13th season uh, and it's been going for a couple of weeks now. Wow. So it kicked off on the 9th of June. Uh, it's got uh, ooh, eight rounds to go. So the, and the finals are in about September, I think. But we've got six teams. Shall we go through the names and give them progressive ratings? Please, sure. So we have the. Duani Park Red Sharks. Nice. Current champions. Red Sharks. Red Sharks, that's right. Specific, that's like the Black Foxes. Well, that's Black right. Wolves, was it? Well, Red Sharks just seems like a bit of a mystic, mystical sort of yeah. animal because I'm assuming there are no such thing as Red Sharks. But maybe it's Sharks with 
blood in the water. Anyway, Ooh. next. Yeah, that's no, true. Good point. Uh, we've got the Liguania Dragons. Nice. Now, this is one of my favourites. The Washington Boulevard Bulls. So, I don't know if this is a team that represents just one specific street in, like, <laughs> Kingston Town. <laughs> like, uh, but, yeah. yeah. Um, we have, uh, ooh, the Jamaica Defence Force. Cool. They yeah. have a mascot. They've got That's the uh, St. Helens-style no mascot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Spanish... Oh, it would be good if they weren't the Defence Force. They just... Decided oh, yeah. that was a good mascot to call themselves. Big, strong. Yeah. Uh, the Spanish Town Vikings. Okay. And the GC Angels. I don't know what GC stands for. Yeah. Uh, we'll mm. do some further research into that. But there you go, Jamaican Rugby League, 13 years strong. Yeah, that's wow. That's all happening. there. And that thus closes the international update. Thank you, Big Al. Good I was going to say thank you for, for doing such a great job. You know, the, you know, the week after you had possibly the biggest international mm. update you've ever had, <laughs> um, to come back firing like that, well done, sir. To back up. Yeah, well, yeah. you can always back up when it comes to international rugby that's league. That's right. Progressive moments, who, Jono? Yeah, look, I'm going to go... It's basically following on from Big Al's international update. There's a new website out that I've just come across. I'm not sure how new it is, but it's called rugbyleagueNow.com, which uh, basically streams... It gathers streams of all rugby league at all levels and as a one-stop shop so people can stream and watch rugby league around the world. You sign up and pay for this service? Uh, I'm pretty sure you can you can watch it for free. So people around the world can sort of submit their streams. It could be you know a, a local police competition or a university's competition wow. or international rugby league like Hungary versus Ireland. Yeah. And or it could be uh, you know Super League, a championship, those sorts of things. All in a one-stop shop. I think it's just started, and I think it's a great a great uh, a great thing to do because yeah. often we wonder how on earth am I going to watch X game? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love yeah. to be able to watch. Uh, you know the Jamaican Rugby League or some or some description. So wow, that seems rugby dangerous now. to me. Dot com. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah, it seems dangerous to me though. Like once you get in there, how are you oh. going to get out? Like, <laughs> I don't intend to. If you can just flick between games of all levels, yeah. all around the world, like there's got to be games going on every minute of the day, right? Yeah. It's kicking off somewhere. Where? So. That's right. That, that's actually their hashtag. It's it's kickoff somewhere, <laughs> something like that. So good on them. Rugby League now. What's the name again? Rugby League now. Mm. Do they have an app? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, we don't do advertising on the show. <laughs> Big Al. Uh, so, uh, in uh, opposition to my round reflection, which was all lamenting how horrible it was at Leichhardt Oval, I was met at the end of the day with a magnificently progressive moment. Mm. At the end of the game, they opened the gates and. Regular punters were allowed to walk onto the hallowed turf wow. of Leichhardt Oval, and it was it was a really special experience. It was great just to you know touch the touch the the, the grass and the goalposts. Yeah. And, you know, run I'm on, pretty run sure over. I saw you rolling around on the grass naked uh, yeah. after the game. Was that you? <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't me, but that doesn't mean that kind of behaviour wasn't actually going on around me. So I did witness <laughs> some really weird behaviour while I was oh, out right. there. So uh, at least a couple of one must have been 80 year old asked me to take their photo whilst they were hugging the ground. So lay down on their <laughs> stomach, like that's, hugging the ground. That's sweet. And I kid you not. Some there was also a mini funeral where a group of people scattered the ashes of someone. No, they didn't. I'm, well, they did, and I'm pretty sure some blew like in my face because I was trying to work out. Are you on. kidding? I'm not kidding. I would suggest that the Leichhardt Oval Trust, the staff there, wouldn't be very happy with that. Well, one well. thing well, it got me thinking though. So I don't 
this this and this like letting money people... revenue stream. Well, no, no, letting... <laughs> yeah, that's right. That wouldn't surprise me actually. Yeah. Um, so letting people onto the ground, I I didn't see it advertised anywhere before the game. Right. Which makes me think that this these people go to Leichhardt Oval with the ashes of their friend in the hope that they'll be able to throw the ashes oh, onto right. the so they've been just been taking him for one yeah. last game. I just, and it was just a great... So, him, sorry, but just decide, yeah, going to show and then opportunity, hey, uh, yeah. we yeah. can finally uh, put him somewhere where he belongs. Mm. I wonder where they where did they scatter? It on, was on the halfway line. Halfway yeah. line, that's yeah. a nice touch. And, and you know... What if some spooky stuff starts happening? Like, you know, Marshall puts a little grubber in and it just stops dead on the one spot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. But, like, why the halfway line? Because nothing really happens on the halfway line. Yeah, the game it, kicks off. Yeah, I know, but, like, why not in the corner or something where there's been some famous tries or you know, around the goal line? I mean, the halfway line, cop out. Think about it. Ashes spreaders? What are you doing? But outside of all the weird stuff that was going on around me, it was just a really. A really nice moment to sort of in, to enjoy. Like I saw, like an over from a, a whole different angle. Like being in the middle of the ground, looking at the hill, mm, and looking yeah. at the grandstand. Yeah. Only then I realised, wow, the yeah. crowd is on top of you here. But one of the uh, did, you, did you have your Kevin Hardwick wig with you? Can <laughs> yeah, pretend what it was like. Yeah, I was, was that like for a, a game? Of yeah, course, of course, I had the wig on. Please. <laughs> but the su- the sun shines differently on Leichhardt Oval. Whenever you watch it on TV, it has a different hue to it. Like it's a, it's go- it is golden. <laughs> it's yeah. a sunny day at Leichhardt Oval. It is a golden yeah. golden view. It's so it was so it was really see. nice to be out there, and it was really nice just to get like the kids involved. Because you know, kids obviously ran out there with their students, kicking them around, sure. scoring tries, kicking goals, that sort of stuff. Do you think it's a bit of the Henson Park influence? Rubbing off well, on Leichhardt, maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I've been to Leichhardt more times than I can remember, and I've never once seen them, heard them say, "Oh, and after the game, get on, like, go onto the ground." Yeah. It's always been stay, the, stay, stay away. You can't be trusted. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and rightly so. I couldn't be trusted. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> but and it's not going to get that full Henson polish until people are driving their cars in there. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, very quickly, mine was. Um, it just occurred to me earlier. How good for the game, the uh, the evenness of the competition is, and the unpredictability of some games are, because it is keeping people who would might lose interest quite quickly mm. in the game, keeping them interested. And I'm talking about your tipsters who Absolutely. don't know that much about the game. So you know we're we're halfway through the NRL competition. Your tipsters who have been roped into tipping competitions just to make up the numbers so you can get an easy 10, 15 bucks out of them. You know, these people are flying this year. Yeah, they're not only in it, they're often leading. Yeah, often leading. And, and, you know, the the people people. who know about rugby league or think they do uh, are tipping all the games wrong that that are going down to the wire or, you know, the completely wrong results happened. So all these people who would have lost interest after maybe... 14 Mm. rounds are all still very interested in rugby league (laughs) what's happening week to week and and are all in there fighting hard I can confirm that because in one of the tipping comps I'm in the two people who were way in front before this year basically did not care about rugby league and they just decide to come in they're more AFL fans all of a sudden yeah. they're I very I bet they care about it now yeah, they're very they? interested yeah. Yeah. in Warriors versus Cowboys yes. that sort of thing <laughs> which yeah there you go more fans for the game gentlemen thank you another one in the can another bit of progressiveness into people's ear holes bye all see ya see ya in rugby league we trust yeah.